Is the weather cool enough where you are? Are you ready for fall? That's good, because we're all things fall today. We're going to tell you all about your fall garden and how to put it to bed when it's time. No tears. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Dude, I'm kind of ready for it to slow down a little bit. (laughs) Are you? I'm tired, man. I am. I'm at the stage where I'm less in the garden and more in the kitchen. And, you know, I've stepped things up from a preserving perspective and it is exhausting. Yeah. Preserving is hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, but very tedious. Yeah. 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 It is very tedious. Definitely a sense of accomplishment, though. You know, once you get that that jar filled and processed and all of that so yeah yeah i mean as soon as we're done here i'm fixing to go in there and make some green beans so i gotta can some green beans up gotta get my stash so i get that green bean casserole Uh son uh uh i um add that to the list of womp 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 moments for me this year green beans yeah there's a, a longer list yeah i um I grew them in the summer, which again, I traditionally do, right? Whatever I grow, I've traditionally grown in the summer and they got away from me big time. And I was like, oh shoot, you know, I have enough time to like replant, right? And I blinked and then that time was gone. So like I got a handful of green beans, like for two um, sides, like for dinner, Um, Mm -hmm. but that was it. No preserving. And that was a top thing on my list too. But hey, 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 hey. I'm not going to focus hey, you know on what? the, the knots. I don't want to hear this crap. We're keeping it positive today. Positive. It's a, uh, a semi-sad moment when we start talking about winter and all that stuff. And I'm sure all the people out there, a slight tear just rolled down their cheek, me saying the big W word, but that's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Housekeeping, as Batavia would put it. Ha mm-hmm. ha. I'm starting to get addicted to it, by the way. I know. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Housekeeping items, Mm -hmm. real quick. Mm -hmm. That's the exact phrase. They're never, ever, ever quick, right? (laughs) No, ever quick, but that's okay. That's okay. So uh, we're gearing up for our first seed giveaway on our website. So check it out on BackyardGardensTheMovie.com. And when you hear the bell... You know it's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's serious. Mm-hmm. We just put out our first uh, fall tips newsletter to get everybody going. So that's good. And um, I have come to realize there is a bit of confusion floating out there about a project I'm working on. Mm. Um, I'm working on a cooking show right now from Food From Our Garden And to be clear, it is not the canning stuff I was doing on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So I've had some, I've had some conflicting stuff back and forth from people where they thought that's what it was. That is not what it is. Mm -hmm. 
So um, never fear. We will not be canning in my kitchen because it wouldn't be called, get ready for it, the backyard kitchen. Mm-hmm. So so everybody stay tuned to that for that. And that's all the housekeeping I got, I think. How about you? Anything? Anything? No, no. My house is clean. <laughs> for real? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a first. Yeah, that's actually um, why I'm a little tired this uh, morning because after I took my evening nap, I woke up and I decided to straighten out my kitchen and my dining room and my living room. It's all, What's you know, one of those about combo. About 2.30 in the morning? Um, no, it was like from, it was like one o'clock. Thank you very much in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I made some tough decisions about some produce that cucumbers that just aren't going to be usable that I had on my new garden table. There's a table that like a card table that I put up in my dining area. That's just for my harvest. And so I was like, at this point, while there's not a lot of people coming in out of my house, if anyone comes through here, this is just an embarrassment. So anyway, I went through all of that. um, And yeah, that part of the house is clean. I'll just say that. So let me, your house isn't, you're in a house, not a townhouse or a condo or anything. Oh right? yeah. Good point. Yeah. In a house house, you know, single okay. family home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was my first house or apartment I ever had, I was 18. Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't wait to get the hell out of my parents' house. <laughs> Love you, mom. But I had to go. And she was like kicking me out anyway. She's like, you got to go. You're 18. Um, I live next door to this dude. He, he had weird hours like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'd be sleeping and he'd be running up and down the stairs. And we were like, what is this son of a bitch doing? <laughs> we're like, he's playing tennis in his house or something. I mean, he would just up and down, up mm-hmm, and down all mm-hmm. night. And then we finally saw him like six months later. Dude was like seven feet tall. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, okay, that's why he's making all this yeah, noise. Yeah. But I'm like, what the hell is wrong with him? Why is he? I mean, literally from like one in the morning to three in the morning mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. night. And finally I asked him, I was like, man, what are you doing up there? He's like, oh, I'm playing video games. I'm oh, like, you play video yeah. games on your stairs? <laughs> like, how weird is that, you know? You know, it's funny because I'm uber clumsy. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Why is it that we are offended when someone realizes something that you know about yourself. Like I thought I was I doing know. a good job to hide it. So, um, my it best, should flatter you. Yeah. I don't think so. But my best girlfriend, <laughs> um, we lived together years and years ago, we were roommates and I am notorious for having like a cup or a bowl on the edge of the counter or the table or wherever. And I'm cocky about it. Like I know. Is that I'm right, having, David? Hmm? Is that right, David? Yeah. <laughs> so I know I'm effing clumsy. However, when you call me out on the moment, like she it got to the point where even if we were out at a restaurant, she wouldn't say anything. She just moved the the cup like closer yeah. to the center of the table. And I'm just like rolling my eyes, secretly saying thank you. Because obviously that's, we've been in moments love, where, though, yeah, where that's um, real love. That, tab- that, that cup hit the floor. So I said that to say I was up this morning. So somewhere between one ish and I think I finally settled down at around three. But I'm like clanking pots and dropping shit. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I've thought about, you know, next home, home after the next, like maybe converting to more condo style living. Mm-hmm. Um, and in moments like that, I say to myself, I'm glad I don't have anyone above me or under me because, you know, I'd be that neighbor. Oh, yeah. I would be like, <laughs> Batavia, stop. 
I would be the worst neighbor ever for you because it'd be like I'd be like no, this crazy ass garden lady's out here. So here we are. Yeah, here we are. That's why we have two thousand miles apart or whatever. So I lost a little bit of that, but I'm gonna nod my head. That's all right. Whatever. Whatever. I I got mixed up in my words. Yeah, it's okay. It happens. Fall. You know what? What's your favorite part about fall in the garden? Don't um, tell me apple spice and cinnamon. Oh, I'm actually not the biggest fan of um, what's the what's the seasoning? Pumpkin spice is the one I really detest. Oh, cinnamon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, I think it's that moment right in the midst of it's too cool for like a tank top, but not cold enough for a coat. So it's right in between where you just want to put another layer on when you go out to the garden. Why did you point at me when you said tank top? Because you have a tank top on, which I'm jealous of. But check it out. I'm totally in a sundress without sundress weather. But I have like a sweater on because like I didn't get a chance to wear these this summer, Devin. I'm going to wear them in the house with footies on. Anyway, but it's right at that moment where you're, you know, you put on an extra layer to go out into the garden. You start working. The sun comes up and out. And you realize it's a little bit too warm for that layer. It's like you still have time. Sure, it's fall, but you know, this is still good working weather. So that, that moment. So I want to say that my wife is right there with you. She wears a sundress. (laughs) She wears a hoodie over it. (laughs) And then she'll even put sweatpants underneath the sundress. But she's going to wear the sundress, (laughs) damn it. Yeah, I am. And I'm also. That's dedication. Y'all have dedication. Completely random. I'm tired of stuff around my waist. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's for the different podcasts, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what stuff you're referring to, but we'll just... Well, well any yeah. elastic, buttons, belts, like, I don't want any of that shit. Like, I don't want it to remind me of what I didn't work on this this year. Yeah. Like, I need I something loose and flowing. So, what's your yeah. favorite time about fall? Fall? Well, garden-related... It's the feeling, it's like a mixed bag for me, but the feeling of like things changing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like change, actual change, you know, different vegetables going in those crisp mornings, mm-hmm. but warm afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that just, you know, watering less mm-hmm. that really makes me happy. <laughs> so let me, but so you have been in New England, which I would say has a real traditional fall as we do here a in very Chicago. real fall yeah. like legit fall yeah and in North Carolina I'm gonna say that it's probably, hit or miss. yeah not so much so when, well, what's the period of time where you feel like in North Carolina it, it really is what we consider traditional fall like what what month December to January or no well <laughs> if you combine everything with like the leaves and stuff I would say like Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. would be really when fall like really kicks in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, that being said, like, you know, we're kind of having fall weather now. It's like upper 70s and uppers or lower 60s at night. So that's like our fall. But like, I remember when I moved up there, I was like, damn, whoever the son of a bitch is that came up with the uh, seasons, he lived here. (laughs) Like, this is, like, there was, like, four very distinct seasons. And here they kind of, like, it's like winter can be fall Mm -hmm. and winter, Mm -hmm. or it can be winter by itself, or it can be winter and spring. 
So we generally have two or three seasons. Yeah. Spring can is usually always summer. Almost always. Except for the year in the pandemic, it was very nice mm-hmm. to have an actual spring of all time. So now the real thing I like about fall. So yesterday I went out and I went surfing and um, I was sitting out in the water and I had schools of fish swimming around me. I had dolphins swimming around me. It was just, it was nice and cool out. It was, it was like, that was the real reminder because you start to see like the animals changing mm-hmm. patterns and doing mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the real reminder for me. Yeah. So it was really nice yesterday. Yeah. I, uh, I'm watching the UPS guy fiddle with my fence, my, uh, my uh, gate. And it's, mm-hmm. it is difficult to open and that actually mm-hmm. works out for me, you know, um, and I'm sitting and saying to myself, what the hell did I order? Like, yeah. I've, I'm actually past the whole buying spree that the pandemic brought on for some of us. You know, it's yeah. like you're ordering all kinds of stuff. Plus, wait for it. I am um, kicking off my it's not a boycott, but it is um, my Amazon isn't it. I'm kicking that off. And so I'm like, did I order something? Are they sending me something to try to get me back as a customer? I bet that's what it is. Because, you know, yeah, they they're trying to be me. sweet. They're yeah. sweet talking to you. Yeah. Or he just delivered it to the wrong place. So. I order out of Amazon of necessity. So I am uh, I'm currently waiting for a huge box of Pokemon cards. <laughs> Wait, for for which guy in the house? Uh, for my son. OK. Right. Yeah. Every time. So, you know, he's in first grade. So every time he reads a book. He gets Pokemon cards. Ah, oh, yeah. And so we have like, we live in a city, so we can't really go anywhere to get stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we decided we'd get him like this pack. And I was like, all right, this is how cheap I am. All right, if we get this and it has all these cards in it, we can split the packs up. And then it would be this much. And I was like, we ended up saving $2 a pack when it's all said <laughs> yeah, and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets the hologram cards and, you know, all this stuff. Because we tried to take them last week to go... He, did, he read like a really hard book, right? Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I was like, damn, yeah, my man yeah. just read that book for yeah. real. And I was like, we're going to take you out and buy you something. So we went to what we thought was a comic book shop, mm-hmm. but it was a uh, board game shop. Oh, okay. I didn't and know so that like, name. yeah, I didn't either. And it was like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and all these role playing games and mm-hmm. stuff. And I walk in there and I was like, uh, shit, they don't have like anything. So I was like, <laughs> okay, David, you can pick out some stuff if you want. And he picked out like all these games and they're like hundreds of dollars. <laughs> and I was like, my man, you got to read War and Peace before you get this. So we came back and ordered it. But funny. Yeah. But anyways, on to the, uh, the scheduled program for today. Um, fall gardening. So we're going to talk about fall gardening and then kind of getting ready to put your bed, your uh, garden to bed for winter. Mm-hmm. Correct. This is correct. And this is actually a, I want to stop short of saying critical. It's an important time in the garden. So pick a year, you know, I don't know, one out of every four years. This is when I just let everything go. You know, I've just been over it. And whatever's there stays there and dies, you know. I've been much more responsible as a gardener in recent years. Um, But there still is, it isn't that full court press 
where I'm out, you know, hours. We were talking this summer, hours in the garden, right? Um, and that can put you in a position where you're being neglectful. So you posted recently a tip about continuing to get out there, do your morning walk, right? For me, it's much shorter, but it's very easy to um, avoid it, especially when it's a little bit chillier in the morning. But there are things that are still going on in the garden. So based on your tip, I went out there. I found out that clearly I won't have spinach this year. You know, <laughs> so something's eating it that. Um, but it's it's not over, right? And these are still mostly summer vegetables too that I'm still keeping an eye on. So yeah, yeah. Um, you can kind of. I mean, you're getting to the point now with those where it's like screw you i'm done with you yeah you know well, what i, I mean probably are you still harvesting instagram's favorite i pulled that plant and <laughs> i i created a bonfire and i burned yes. it no. <laughs> no 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 cucamelons have been pulled out of my garden which is also um as we kind of talk about things to do in the fall um I'm so proud of myself. I don't normally say that, but I'm so proud of myself. I have, for one reason or another, been, you know, weekly clearing plants out that are just, in my mind, done. Um, So I've pulled, like, almost every eggplant that I have um, because they've been done for a while. I pulled two tomato plants. What? Who? Me? Um, The cucumelons. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cucumelons get one, huh? pulled. So I, I said, "Oh, that's it. Maybe so, right?" No, 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 no. I have a responsibility here. Listen to okay. you. Okay, excuse me. Um, the queen has spoken. Yeah. So these are things that, in my mind, as I do things like prepare the garden, you know, for bed as the winter nears, I want to clear all of the plants that are not perennials, that are annuals out of my garden bed. I think there are a couple of um, plants that probably it's best to leave, you know, beans as an example. Um, But I personally, my style is I want a clear bed. Um, And with that in mind, doing it right at the, you know, either on the um, just before the frost or just after the frost, I am wearing down at that point. And it's easier to do it kind of a little bit by a little bit versus trying to pull everything out of the garden, you know, in one weekend or something. Well, you know, that's what I do. So, like, I pulled up seven out of eight tomato plants, left one. Mm -hmm. It's time for it to go now. Mm -hmm. But um, and then I I went back and, you know, I'm going to take out my pepper plants next. You know, I've got like one pepper on there Mm -hmm. and. It's like hit or miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, whatever. I got like lettuce planted underneath it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's let the lettuce grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't do it all at once. Like, I mean, if I get a real hair at my ass, I'm like, I'm going to go out here and just renovate. Then, you know, we're in trouble because I'm fixing to do something I'm not supposed to. Yeah. So um, these last few years, I've had hair up my ass, which I've never heard that saying. But um, really, <laughs> no, I never heard it. Um, and I only do it like, at, you know, I love a good project. So I make it a project and I regret it every time because it is a lot of work. Um, and I know it's pulling the plants themselves isn't necessarily a lot of work, but I also take an opportunity to amend the beds and so on, which is a part of, again, you know, kind of putting my garden to rest and to, to bed for the winter. Um, so I make it 
a big deal. Um, and this year, remember, it's year two of the largest garden of my lifetime. And I just know I can't I can't focus on doing that all at one time. I have to take yeah. it, you know, eat this elephant one bite at a time. Um, so, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Are you done? I am. I was trying to go back to what the question was and I don't remember it. So I don't either. <laughs> you talked it right out of my memory. <laughs> no, it's, you know, when you pull stuff up and make room and clear out and all that stuff, you know, if you're not putting anything in, then, you know, do you leave the root ball in? I do not. Really? Mm-mm, nope. I'll yank it I, all out. Yeah, I do. I leave it in there. I cut it up. I'll leave it in there and I'll get there and I'll get like, since it's almost Halloween, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I get in there and get all Jason on it and start stabbing <laughs> it and cutting it and just let it break down in the soil. Yeah. So I do that. But, um, you know, clearing space is important and kind of getting to that fresh palate is good because you don't want those plants to sit there. And even though they're not still producing, they can still get disease mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and leave disease in your garden mm-hmm. for next year. Yeah. So yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah. Excellent point. Um, also for that lettuce that you have as an example, um, and I think it's a tomato plant that's near, you know, leaving mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense for you, for you, I think, at this stage, because leaving the root ball in there, because you don't want to disturb the lettuce roots. Right. You know? So you want to be careful if you are pulling it up or if you're just cutting it back, it's a lot easier to manage that. Um, it's really aesthetics for me and it speaks to my garden spirit when I see like a clear bed. So that's the reason why I pull it. It's no, no other yeah. reason, but you br- do bring up a good point with disease setting in. And it's nice to have a clear, like a clear, clean slate yeah. when you start to. And critters and bugs and things are still attracted to, you know. Yeah. That foliage that's left or, you know. Roly polies will get it and just eat it up. That pause, yeah, that pause is my look away, my look back to him, and then my just, you know, I'm I'm not, you're not going to, I'm not going to take the bait again. Yeah. <laughs> not this episode. <laughs> the epic roly-poly. Whoever thought roly-polies would be the demise of the Backyard yeah. Gardens podcast? It's going to be the really. thing that forever divides us. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. I remember no, your I, question. Am I still harvesting, um, cucumelons. like summer Oh, well, yeah. And summer vegetables, too, though, I think is a point. Right. So no more cucumelons. Um, but things like peppers and tomatoes, I leave up until the frost. Yeah. So right before I'm expecting the frost, that's when I do the mad dash to harvest everything. And at that point, I am clearing those things out after the frost. It's still in the fall for us. Yeah. Um, you know, so... I'll probably end up pulling melons, you know, melon plants sooner than that, you know. So, I mean, right. I'm just think, look, walking around, thinking about kind of what can I yank now? What should I, you know, what am I still getting um, fruit off of? For my peppers, while at this point I won't get any, like if I have flower buds left, I won't get any peppers from those. But I'm kind of using it as a storage space. Like, I have so many effing peppers, and I love it, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, there's a time, a clock, once you take them off the plant that's ticking away before yeah. you process them, eat them, you know, or whatever you're going to do with them, and so I'm using the plant itself as a storage at this point, you know. All yeah, of my I'm, peppers um, are at a level of maturity where I could take them off the plant if I wanted them, I could harvest them if I wanted to. 
I'm still getting green beans and okra. Mm-hmm. Those are my summer ones that I'm getting still. So, and my green bean plants, man, something I can't figure out what it is, but it is going to town. And I look and look, and I don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And I spray and I look, and it's like I don't know what it is. Like I usually can spot, and I mean. It looks like a sewer system on there. I mean, there's just so much crap everywhere. Something is eating and pooping like it ain't mm-hmm. nobody's business. But yeah. I'm still getting green beans. There and, it is. You know, I'm not going to argue. Now, my ochre, on the other hand, it's it's big. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like nine feet tall at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And I, I'm at the trunk of that thing, man. It's harder. It's harder than a set of woodpecker lips, man. It's that thing is thick, boy. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, actually um, one of the things that, like, you need some, you need to, like, stretch before you start clearing okra plants out of your garden beds. Yeah, because those lying. roots are, I mean, I'm not even going to touch the wood pe- pepper, woodpecker lips, but um, they well, run deep. Well, you know deep. they got to be hard. <laughs> they run deep. <laughs> Is it lips? I think that's more like a beak, isn't it? In North Carolina, it's lips. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. yeah it's, so. um... But yeah, it is a beak. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like the thing's nine feet tall and it's shading stuff out, but I'm still getting okra and I'm like, what do I do? What mm-hmm, do I do? Mm-hmm. Should I pull it? Should I not? You know, I'm like. It's interesting. It's, think, it's at the sa- it's at the stage now my okra plants are as they are when they first start out where they're producing a couple okra pods so you really can't do a whole lot with those couple you know and that's actually this is a really good um stage of do i have enough okra for the season do i still want to get a few fresh pods or do i want to work at clearing that space and go ahead and cut it down and then remove the plant um but I was looking this up because I thought I knew this from last year. Then I forgot. Okra is one of the examples of if you want to save seeds, it needs to dry out on the plant itself. Right. Yeah. So you can't harvest it and then bring it inside and save those seeds. So Yeah, I'm not overly worried about saving okra seeds, honestly. It's not like I'm not like die hard for okra. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't grow okra next year. OK. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be I wouldn't cry about it. I love not it. Not loudly, at least. Yeah. It's pretty, though. The flowers are pretty. But the problem is, and we're kind of getting off subject, but I got to say this because I'm dealing with this right now, is they get so big that they shade things out. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to be really careful. And that's kind of in the stage I'm at now. I'm like looking at what's left and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. what did good and what didn't? And why did it not do good? And what can I do different? You know what I mean? And so I've come to some very enlightening conclusions and I'm going to be doing something that I swore I would never do next year. So it's going to be interesting. Are you going to tell us? Do you want me to? Yes. This is preliminary right now, but I'm going to put up cattle panel trellises. (laughs) You know, I'm just like... I only get one bell for the five that I'm going to put up. That four more. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there are some movies that are so good, like The Sixth Sense with uh, Bruce Willis. It's such a good movie where I sometimes wish I could forget the whole movie and watch it brand new, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so this cattle panel moment, it's like I want to not hear that, and then I want to you to tell me that again, so I could have this joy once more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because the problem is, is. 
I mean, you know how my garden's set up. So I've got, and this is all part of the fall mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, cause I've noticed that like, especially this time of year when the sun gets lower, I'm missing a portion of the sun yeah. coming in. So it's like, what do you do? And then the other aspect too, is like when I need to harvest something, I only, I've narrowed myself down to really only two sides of a bed to get in there and Uh get stuff out. So I'm like, what can I do? And I have this area that's like, it's not really doing anything. It kind of sucks. And then on the side I have, um, a trellis that's literally rusting and falling apart. Like if it makes, if it were to make it one more year, I would be shocked. So it's like, all right, you're going to have to replace that. The hurricane ripped down my trellis and I can't get it right. So it's like, all right, so that one's done. So then I'm like, well, I have two four foot beds on each side. They're four foot wide. Mm -hmm. So if I take a cattle panel and I just go across one bed over, like just put it over to the woods, right? And then grow from there. Everything will stretch up with Mm -hmm, no problem. mm -hmm. Go have plenty of space over there and won't interfere with anything else. Oh, not connecting them to, you know, from one bed to another. No. Starting them at the end of a bed and then. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting them grow. And Mm -hmm. if if for some reason I have like an aha moment, I can build a little tiny bed. Sure. Just Mm -hmm. to put it in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I wanted to. But I don't think I'm going to have that aha moment, to be honest. A little tiny bed, though, would give you an opportunity to grow on either end of the trellis and the two shall meet. Yeah, it would. But, you know, green my green beans, man, they go up six feet Uh and then down six feet. So that's 12 feet long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just, I've been toying with the idea, toying with it. And the problem I have is getting 16 foot long panels to my house. Mm -hmm. That's a pain in the ass. I can call my uncle. But the problem is. He's going to drive all the way down here. Well, the problem is he's going to bend them to get them into his van. And then you're kind of stuck with that shape. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I mm -hmm. want the arch. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to do it, I want the arch. Yeah. Plus, I'm putting the greenhouse behind them where the trellises are now, which by the way, the construction on the greenhouse starts tomorrow. Oh, that's so, exciting. um, yeah, it is exciting. So then that will, uh, you know, that would shade that out if I had those trellises right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm toying I, um, with the idea. I'm not sold yet. I have to do a little bit more planning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that one place I'm going to put it, it's not going to shade out the rest of my garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just ha- you have to be careful. Yeah, I think, well, I like the the um, cattle panel uh, for your space because technically you could set it up next summer if you don't, if you're not crazy about it, you can move it, you know. So for, and I know you don't want to, but you can if you need to. Um, for me, it was such an ordeal and um, I I actually moved it before I started planting in it last year. It stuck up stuck there all through the winter and it was just fine so i mean it's there until i move and the new owners of this house say what the hell what's it um but i wanted to just bring up the lighting so when we talk about fall gardening right so when you talk about okay here's my fall garden you're mostly thinking about vegetables that grow well in the fall right those cool Mm -hmm. weather vegetables but a part of gardening in the fall is what we're talking about now, right? It's all of these observations. Um, it's for me realizing that I have some of my containers on my back porch 
and my back porch generally has the least amount of light on my property. Right. Um, and it's okay because again, these are fall vegetables. Most of these were starter plants. So it wasn't like I started, you know, I direct sowed and had to you know worry about proper lighting or whatever. Um, but in comparison, my front yard is there's so few obstructions, you know, so in the backyard, it's everything from houses, the garage, other buildings, you know, trees that are near me, where the front yard clearly just gets more light. And so, and in the summer, it's kind of hard to notice that because there's just so much sun period. But this is a really good time where I know what the sun will be and what that's going to be like, you know, in the August, September, October period. So, I won't yeah, see like, that again until next year this time, right? Yeah, like my garden doesn't get light until about 1230 mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and then it until about five-ish. So it's it's on the short end of the light spectrum. Yeah. So, but that being said, so there's still plants you can plant. You know, like lettuce doesn't need full light, you know, and spinach yep. is another one. So, you know, you can still do that. And then you also have to remember that when the leaves fall, you're going to get more light. Yep. So that's important to kind of think about. So, yeah, I'm still and this is going to be ongoing. This is going to take me a while to kind of fine tune. I'm still trying to figure out that planting schedule for fall crops. So remember the picture we were talking about yesterday? I looked at that date and said that was July 12th and I had seedlings. I direct sowed some kale so July 12th, I could see the seedlings had germinated. They were uber small. And now I have, and it was like dinosaur kale. Um, and now I have like really sizable plants. Same thing with my Ford hook uh, shard. Like those, like that's the timing for that. I'm clear on that. But other things, I'm still struggling with it because not only does my, um, not only does the sun shift, you know, and how much time I have in the, you know, for sunlight hours, the weather, we've talked about this before. I mean, it's an about face. So the time where it's hot, 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 then flip the switch 45 degree nights. It, it takes that turn pretty quickly. Um, And then from that point, which would be fine, generally speaking, but from that point to when it gets cold, cold, which is in the 30s for a garden, for me, it's in the 30s, that happens pretty quickly as well. So I'm still trying to work through that timing. Um, I think that July period was great for starting some seeds indoors. Um, The direct sowing, some of the things that can take some heat but really thrive in the winter. That July, mid-July period was great. Um, spinach, who in the hell knows? I, I still can't figure that piece out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that kind of reflecting on this will make you a better garden. You know, you'll lead to a better garden for next year. And this is the time to do it. Um, again, not talking about spring, not talking about summer gardens, but talking about your next year's fall garden, right? Well, yeah, but spring and fall go hand in hand. The only difference, there's two differences. One, the spring, you're getting warmer mm-hmm. and you're starting with less light and getting more light versus now it's the opposite. You're getting cooler, but you're getting less light as well. And that so makes it completely different. <laughs> well, it is. It does. But when you think... <laughs> 
Yeah, I just made an ass of myself. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> the, those that setup doesn't happen often. So for me not to take advantage of it, because normally when you start yeah. breaking those things down like that, I'm like, uh huh. If I had a notepad, I'd write it down. This yeah. one I saw from the beginning. Like, nope, this ain't gonna be it. <laughs> but you know, it's the similarities are it's the same crops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same. You know, there's a lot of things that are the same. The watering is about the same. Yep. You know, all that stuff. So. You know, and it, in a sense, so it's like for my garden in the spring, though, I actually lose light because then the leaves come out. Oh, yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe it's not so different. Well, dun, dun, it, dun. it is different, but you're it working with the same types of elements, but the timeline yeah. is different for them. Yeah, right? for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, you know, and right now is and I'm doing this now is I'm going out and I'm, I'm taking I'm doing two things. I'm taking pictures of my garden. So I have those to re- reference to go back to and say, this was what was in my garden mm-hmm. this year. This is what was where. And when I go back and look at it, then it's like, oh, this didn't work. This did work. Yeah. yeah. So then we need to kind of make adjustments mm-hmm. or make, you know, crop rotations if you're into that. You mm-hmm. know, Batavia is not, mm-hmm. but I am. So, you know, all that stuff can come into effect. But you know, and I'm taking it a step further this year and I'm going to get a, um, a printer for my phone and print them out and put them in my notebook. So I'm all fancy like <laughs> what? It's and the reason so why cute. Oh, I yeah. am cute, <laughs> but it's but the thing is, is like when I open it up, like it's, it's it'll all be there for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I go when I start looking into that notebook all winter, it's like I go deep into yeah. it. And I start looking and looking and looking and digging and, you know, it's a pain to have to go out of it and go back to it, go out, go mm-hmm. back, go out, you know, sure. what's yeah. on my phone, what's not. So, yeah. and every time I use my phone, like you do, I lose every single thing whenever I get a new phone. Oh, it okay. never transfers mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and the cloud, <laughs> I'm not really into the cloud as much as one would think. <laughs> so... Oh man, shaking his fist at Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Cloud for me. Uh-huh. Why you got to call me old for? Well, I'm just saying. Hey, listen, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and transition before this, Please. this gets uncomfortable with you being old. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> have you guys gotten uh, rain? Like, are you still just hot or is it starting to get wet there too? Yeah, it's 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 wet. It rained all morning. That's why I got up at 430 in the morning. Yeah. So, so it was like a, a torrential downpour, but it, and see, and that's, just, I don't, well, I don't want to steal your thunder. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if you're going to steal my thunder, but you're welcome to have some of my thunder. The place I was going was, it started to get wet here as well. But while, you know, we welcome water for the garden because my temperature is dropping, right? You know, so this morning it was 46 when I woke up and it had rained a lot of yesterday. Um, so I didn't check my rain gauge this morning, but, um, I think sometime yesterday afternoon, it was like a fourth of an inch. But the thing is, everything is wet and those temperatures continue to drop going into the evening, which makes things colder, if you will. Right. So all of that water is still sitting on those plants, not the roots. It doesn't dry. Yeah. Not the roots. There isn't as much of evaporation for those who listened to last week's episode evaporation <laughs> like this is totally sesame street um so i'm looking at those things and saying as an example 
I have a lot of a lot. I have a lot of houseplants statement. As it relates to this, I moved quite a few houseplants outdoors and they this summer and they thrived. Now I'm at that point, you know, you talk about kind of all the things you do to put the garden to bed. It's really what do you do for your outdoor area? I actually have to decide at what point am I going to start bringing those plants back inside? You right. know, so that comes with an inspection to make sure that I'm not bringing any creepy crawlers back in. Um, I've been toying with the idea of first moving them into the garage, but I decided I was too lazy for that. Uh, so I'll be doing them a couple at a time. But if I look outside this morning, um, those plants and some of them are a little bit more tender like house plants I'm talking about are a little bit more tender so that water sitting on them which they would it would never happen in the house obviously if they're in the wild like they really belong then you know that's what it is but they're sitting out there with that water on them it's cold in that spot of the backyard there's not a lot of sun so that's I mean that could be traumatic for you know some of these plants so I have to keep an eye on that and um you know I'm in the next couple of weeks I need to be making a move for them I got a question for you go for it is this is this the backyard gardens podcast or the house plant podcast I'm just I'm confused no it's the backyard gardens podcast okay. but I have house I'm plants joking. in my backyard I'm joking you have like my a garden yeah <laughs> you don't even want to know how many house plants I have you never show me show me them now well you're looking at them. <laughs> oh, I fell for that hook, line, and sinker. So none is what you're saying? Yeah, I actually have n- zero house plants, mm-hmm. okay. and that's because I don't get a lot of direct sun in my house at all. Mm-hmm. So, but there are some plants that I do need to get. I just don't really have a good place for yeah. them. Yeah, you know, little prying hands and stuff like that. But <laughs> it is a goal of mine to kind of, especially for the winter time, just to give you something to mess with mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of take care of. But now that we have the greenhouse, like I have no idea what that's going to entail. So yeah. yeah, we'll find out. But um, no, I was not going to steal your thunder. Um, with the rain like this, though, it is a perfect time to seed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perfect time flowers and stuff for next yeah, year yeah so um i'm a i'm a proponent of seeding certain flowers in the fall and letting them overwinter outside mm-hmm. and you know they'll it's just like you said though it's cooling off so that water doesn't evaporate mm-hmm. so they continuously stay moist they'll germinate and some stuff needs to go through a stratification process yeah where it gets cold, warm, cold, warm to break that coating on the seed. Mm-hmm. So it is a perfect time to go out and seed your yard or your, you know, not your yard, but your garden for flowers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Perennials, and I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like wildflowers, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you're growing something in the, impro- and so first of all, I'm a big proponent of growing as much as you can of native flowers. Sure. Um, if people aren't aware of that, those are flowers that are from here, not imported. And those flowers, especially if they're native to your zone, you should be able to throw seeds out and they'll grow. Yeah. You know, that's no different than the wild. Like it it is zero difference than the wild. So, um, you know, that's something to think about too right now is like with all this rain and weather and stuff like that is perfect time. So for me, like I was very successful in the spring because we had a wet spring, 
but as soon and uh, so i was like i was trying to stagger it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i staggered it and then as soon as i was like all right i'm gonna take a break and you know you know how spring is it'll be really wet and then just like that it's really dry yeah and once it got dry i couldn't get anything i just couldn't water it enough you mm-hmm. know what i mean Interesting. it's like yeah because you, you're sowing so many different parts of areas that you don't intend to water often that they just dry up and die and so yeah, that's an issue. I think, and that's probably a difference between your area and mine because we've had so much snow over a typical winter where everything right. from, you know, the garden bed, the soil has frozen and then it's thawed, but it has a lot of moisture, you know, coming yep. well within the spring heading into summer. Um, you know, so I, I've not made it a habit. Uh, I did the first step last year of buying bulbs to plant in the fall and they're in my basement um closet they never made it into the garden why i was tired you know like i was tired and more specifically having needing to find a space for them um you know it's really trying to figure out okay what do i want to sacrifice you know i have the one front yard flower bed where i grow a lot of pretty flowers and there are other spots that if i plant flowers i'm kind of sacrificing potential space to plant vegetables and i know it's it's like you know which child do you love the most right you know so the reality is i have a lot of space to grow vegetables and i could transition some of that into growing flowers directly in ground um but i've just chosen not to do that i focus most of my kind of front yard garden now and in the backyard to uh, growing vegetables if i'm growing in the ground so yeah and it's not as there's some things and I've done a bit of research on planting bulbs in containers over the winter. Um, and it's one of those situations where I've seen someone do it successfully, but their temperatures aren't like my temperatures. You know, so it's something I could try and see what happens. But you know. P. Allen Smith does it. And my climate. Um, I believe he's in zone seven, maybe. Yeah. See. So yeah, he's not far off from you but he he takes big containers and um he mixes up tulips he just starts dumping them in there i think i've seen a video of here's where he's and, is he dumping them or is he layering them like thoughtfully? No, he just throws them okay, in there yeah yeah he doesn't generally and my neighbor did it but you know we're in a different zone mm-hmm, than you mm-hmm. so yeah I think, yeah, though, I to be frank, I think it's worth my while because remember I had some of those bigger containers that I grew potatoes in. It's worth my mm-hmm. while trying it in a couple. I have enough soil that's left over, you know, to mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, nothing beats a failure but a try. So, yeah, but sometimes you get tired of failing. No, not well. I haven't tried this one yet, so it's okay. I'm gonna take a break off of trying new stuff next year. Oh, you're not gonna try <laughs> as much stuff next new, new stuff. Next yeah, year, yeah, 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 yeah. But, and you know, and you hit the nail on the head too, bulbs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. garlic is a bulb. Yeah. So late in the season, just before you freeze, mm-hmm. get your garlic in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, that's great. It's just, it's ready to grow. And even in, in Massachusetts, when I lived up there, it would grow, you, like we would always get like a January thaw mm-hmm. where it'd be like freezing ass cold. And then in January we get like a week of like 60s, yeah. 60 degree weather. Uh-huh. And the damn garlic would already be growing out of the snow. <laughs> yeah. And then it would snow and it'd go to bed. And then when they all, when the snow melted, you know, you could finally see the garden again. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. garlic growing, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, 
it's as a perfect i mean it is it's not a perfect it's the only time to plant garlic yep because yep. it so. needs that's one of those that basically needs that hard cold yeah you know so and somebody um messaged me a, this is a while ago but they lived in a warmer climate and they wanted to grow garlic and I told them uh, the only way that I could see where they would do it is if they had and they put it in a refrigerator or mm-hmm. a freezer mm-hmm. and actually got that chill for a while. To simulate and, it, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I do know in Florida, there are some people that will grow different plants that do require a freeze, mm-hmm. but still thrive in the heat. Mm-hmm. And they would actually have freezers set aside to put their plants in there. Interesting. So they would do it. So, I mean, that's dedication, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I um, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm maxed out on all kinds of space like that. Did you realize how um hard to find deep freezers? It was so hard to find deep freezers in the states, uh, this past spring and I summer. I wasn't looking for one. Uh, what's what I'm telling you? I mean, for those that were, it I was had heard hard, about it. Yeah, it was a hard thing. I have a small deep freezer that I've used, um, as long as oh gosh, that thing is old. But that's the thing about deep freezers; they normally, you know. Mine's, I have a small one, very small one, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I hate it because everything is lost in the bottom. Um, I remember when I was cleaning this morning at one o'clock, I was cleaning the deep, fr- no, I'm joking. I wasn't cleaning the yeah. deep freezer. <laughs> Last time I went in my deep freezer and I reached down to the bottom, I found a box of squid that I didn't even know I had. So terrible, terrible. Yeah. Which was a good find. I mean, you know, it's, we use it for fishing and stuff, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's that box of squid <laughs> that I haven't seen for four years. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so and another thing that I'm a huge proponent of is the leaves are falling. Start a compost pile, even if it's just leaves. Go to your neighbor's house when they're putting them out on the curb mm-hmm. and grab their leaves. Mm-hmm. Put them in your yard. Run your lawnmower over them. Shred them up and then just throw them in a pile. And you're going to have compost starting. So I'm a big proponent of that. But don't you need to feed it with other things besides just the green, the leaves? The leaves leaves represent the green. Yeah. No, the leaves represent the brown because they're brown. So, yeah, I mean, you can, but you can still use that, too. Yeah. So I do. I have been I don't have any trees near on my property. No trees, which has been a, a blessing because I also. Um, can use all that space to plant things. Um, so these last few years, I have literally been on the hunt uh, for leaves, like leaves of my neighbors. But we have this kind of tar, spotted tar on our leaves around here. I did a little bit of research on it, and it's not not something ideal to kind of put in your garden beds where you're growing food. You have tar in your leaves? Um, it's it's a it's called tar disease or something or spotted tar. Oh, okay. Um, and so I've had to stretch out and call on family and friends for um, for leaves. Uh, last year, I had got the most beautiful leaves from um, a, a friend I went to high school with. It's called Black Spotted Leaves. Um, so it looks sickly. Um, it says it doesn't normally affect the tree health. But again, it's kind of like trying to be conscious of what you're putting inside of your bed that's going to break down. I put it on to kind of mulch. Yeah. The garden, not necessarily for a compost purpose, but to, you know, kind of protect that garden. Ideally, it's going to warm up the soil sooner in the spring. Do you pull it out of the garden? I do. So I pull it up uh, every year. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I figured you would leave it in, then mm-hmm. it would be compost. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't um, shred the leaves. I put them on whole. Okay. Um, so it's easier to do what you're describing once you, like you said, take your lawnmower and shred them, but I don't do that. Um, and if I had more leaves, even with them being whole, like if I would probably do three or four inches of leaves, I could probably leave them there and just plant with them sitting there in the spring. Um, but it kind of, it's that moment of between the wind of taking some of them away and me yeah. only collecting so many bags, it's kind well, of if scattered. You shred, if you shred them, they go away. They just decompose fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I had a pile out there last year, made it, never turned it, never touched it, went out there a couple of weeks ago. I was like, let me throw some of these leaves on my compost pile. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is basically dirt. Yeah. So, and I mean, I just, put them in there and you know such a great it. natural resource mm-hmm. yeah it is and i mean they're although the state's going to do the same thing with it when they collect it they're not going to throw it in the land but they're going to take it and they're going to make compost out mm-hmm. of it or mulch so <clears throat> i know when i was a kid i used to have to go the um the city i lived in i think they gave it away for free i don't know but it had horse crap and um leaves in it and I'd have to go shovel it. And I didn't know it was horse crap in it at the time. But I used to go to the top of these huge piles that are like 20 feet high and just roll down them. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought they were all leaves. Well, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, I was all rolling in dookie and stuff and getting it all over me. And I remember just like, oh, the leaves are so warm and like rubbing it on my face because the steam was coming out. I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's embarrassing just to yeah. think about it. Yeah. But, you know. But we appreciate you sharing one of your shining moments from your childhood. Oh, I got plenty of shining moments. Don't you worry. But, you know, that kind of. At that point, you're working your way into the winter season. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time you're getting all these leaves on the ground and there's like nothing left, you're pretty much into winter, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So so to go back, though, one of the things um, when I was talking about the house plants um, one of the things that you need to keep in mind would be like perennial flowers, right? So I almost religiously, almost pull out all of my annuals because um, I mean, there are a couple of annuals that are defined as annuals, but they will return like a perennial does. Um, but most of the annuals that I have will die off every year. And that's a part of my garden cleanup. <laughs> Excuse me. So pull those things up. Um, you know, if, if it was healthy, you can, um, add them to your compost pile. Keep in mind though, you may be adding kind of those seeds there. So you may end up, you know, with more flowers, which who doesn't love that? Um, but anyway, I normally toss mine because you guys know how I feel about composting, uh, on my property. So that's a part of my argument, weak (laughs) argument. Uh That's a, that's, that's probably the strongest argument a human could have. Not a gardener. (laughs) Gardeners are. Fearless? Are not humans. Yeah, they're, yeah. we're fearless against <laughs> nature, except for Batavia. Yeah. When it comes to mice. Oh, dear gosh. I just, I can't. Yeah, I can't even. so I was talking to Batavia on the phone yesterday, and I walked outside, and I was like, what the hell is that sound? And I was like, oh, my cat's got a baby squirrel. 
And Batavia goes, oh, no, no, oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? You hate squirrels. She's like, yeah, but it's a squirrel. I'm like, look, you're over here complaining about them eating your garden. And then you want me to save them. I mean, I saved the squirrel. It's fine. Oh, dear gosh. I just, oh, I just get all tight inside just thinking about it. Like, I, I want them to live and thrive just outside of my garden and my garbage cans because they eat holes in those too yeah I bet y'all got some meaty ass squirrels up there boy they're thicker than a snicker I swear it's like mm. they're I've never seen a scrawny squirrel or a stray cat like these these folks are eating pretty good around here have you ever eaten squirrel no I haven't oh it's good mm, okay yeah it's good you ain't gonna try it no 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 I'm okay it's Thank good you, eating yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> there, I know there's a guy that I know in uh, New England, and he used to hunt squirrels and rabbits. Mm-hmm. And his family, his wife wouldn't eat the squirrel because, you know, they're tree rats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She would only eat rabbits, but rabbits not as good tasting as squirrel. So he'd go out and hunt squirrel. He'd clean it and come home and tell his wife that it was rabbit and she'd eat it and be like, mm, this is so good. I love rabbit. Don't ever give me squirrel. And he's like, okay, baby, I won't. And every time he was feeding her squirrel. The so. deceit. <laughs> Sometimes it's our job to save our wives from themselves in some aspects. If I wasn't but up cleaning at 1, p- uh, 1 a.m. this morning, I would lay into you so tough right now. I know. I know. <laughs> and you're taking advantage of up. my weariness. <laughs> and most of, most of our listeners are women too. And I'm sure they're like, screw Ben. Oh, wait, hold on. But, I'm just going to leave it at, get the bleep out of here, man. <laughs> but to be fair, to be fair, my wife protects me from myself 3,000 times more percent than I do. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's fair game. All right, so Anyways, garden tools. Just throw them in the trash and get new ones next year. Yep, that's the end result. Yeah. <laughs> no, if this, you don't clean them. This is a good time. To, so best practices is what we're talking about. A good time to inventory your garden tools. We kind of talk about this at the beginning of spring as well, right? Um, so in my world, I kind of just hang everything back up Um weirdly enough I tend to leave a garden spade like in a particular section in the garden like stuck in a bed and I not necessarily over the winter but during the summer because for whatever reason my mind can remember that it's right there more so than any place else right it's like oh yeah yeah, it's in that corner of that bed Um, but this is a good time because what you also want to make sure you do once you inventory what you need you know decide if you need to buy something else I haven't found that garden tools are on sale at this point you're not going to get a great deal in my area on them Um, but you don't I never see them on sale yeah me either you don't want to um, in the spring once you get a good day and you're like oh I could get out and work in the garden and then you got a broken shovel you know so ideally you want to take a look at everything make sure it's in good working condition put it away minimally just put it inside don't leave it out in the elements do that you know what you do you know you know what i do what i'm gonna do this year Mm -hmm. i'm putting my my christmas wish list is all gonna be garden tools Mm. that's a really good idea yeah i don't want to buy them but that's what i really want Mm -hmm. instead of getting stuff that i don't want I want to, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. do you really want things a that you know you're going to use? <laughs> like, yeah, I really want a pitchfork. You know what I mean? Like, I really need a pitchfork. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 
a shovel like yeah that's really what i want you know <laughs> it's like the next version of like ties and socks and things yeah. or it's the when i used to uh, when i was a kid underwear like yeah. pajamas and underwear every christmas i was I'm thrilled when to i get, get underwear it, though you know? that means i ain't gotta mm. go buy it no no that's one less trip to walmart yeah <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so garden tools and things. Um, I'd also say if you've been doing container gardening, depending on your climate. So if you get freezing temperatures, like consistently get freezing temperatures, I'm going to recommend that you store your pots away, your containers and your pots. I actually have the, the cloth ones, the, um, what do you call them? Um, the grow bags. Grow bags. They're fine to stay out, right? They're fine for that soil to be in there, for them to freeze, unfreeze, and all that. Um, but the regular containers, I actually lost one last year because I left it out. Um, and it froze, thawed, froze, thawed. And by the time I pulled everything out this spring, like pulled the dirt out, it had cracked, like cracked straight on the side of it. And I so learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically a lost container. Um, and it was one of those bigger ones, which I typically don't buy because they're a little bit more expensive. Um, so this is a struggle for me personally because there's it's about room. Like, you know, where can I store these things? And I still have to figure this shit out between now and, you know, the end of October for myself. Or yeah. probably, I probably have until like, you know, the end of November, although it will be some freezing temps. I'll still be fine. Things won't completely freeze by then, I don't think. Um, Speaking of uh, grow bags, um, I got the last judgment that I needed for grow bags and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Mm, okay. Yeah, she said that it wasn't, she didn't get much out of it. So. Oh, okay. She's gonna, she's like I think I'm gonna just do flowers in it next year or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, enough said. Thank okay. you. All right. So. Yeah, so, that's um, like three people now have told me they weren't overly impressed with the way potatoes grew in grow bags. Yeah. So. But I'm going to say potatoes and grow bags versus con- and containers may be the same. Only year one for me, um, but we'll see. Yeah. I think you have the space to grow them in a traditional garden, so go for that. Um, I will say this. I did this. Don't tell me how to plant my garden, woman. I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you whatever I want, whenever yeah, I want. Yeah, you better watch your mouth. <laughs> There's a finger pointed at this screen. You better like, watch your mouth I'm on that gonna one. I'm not going to miss a beat. I'm going to tell you. I don't care if you don't listen. Um, so what I did last year, um, I took, this was only potting mix that I had in containers. I don't remember even why I did it, but I basically dumped the soil out of the containers and into those heavy contractor garbage bags, you know, Uh those big, tough black garbage bags. And I kind of just put that. Oh, I think I know why I did it. I put that like on the side of the garage. So it's out of the way. It could sit Uh there. It froze all winter long. But then I was able to more easily store the actual container that it was in. Right, well, if it gets you know. the container doesn't crack if it's empty. Yeah, good point. It's not the container doesn't get cold and cracks. It's the expansion of the soil inside. Unless and the you water have like those it. porcelain kind of containers, those really fancy ones, there is still a chance of those cracking under you know extreme. Yeah, they get fragile, but I mean, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I, I see where I, I'm yeah. smelling what you're stepping mm-hmm, in. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But it also allows me to kind of have that soil there. 
and I used it in every, I used that in everything this spring, <laughs> right? Once that soil had thawed um, to replant, I mean, I amended it a bit to replant um, some flowers in the spring, or I guess more like closer to the summer. So anyway, that's a method you can use. Um, it's more about space and storage than anything else. Um, and again, my weather, if I had milder weather, I wouldn't bother with that. You know, I just leave it in wherever the container it was. All right, yeah. what did you get? Um, well, what I have is it's time for the recipe of the day. Coming at you, the recipe of the day. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. I'm literally losing sleep over this. I'm glad it's your week. So if you guys heard some sounds right before Ben said the recipe of the day, that was me slapping my belly because I really want this recipe to get in my belly. Alrighty. So last week, I think Ben had a whole fit about not wanting, you know, listeners to submit recipes to him as he continues to struggle to keep this fruit recipe going. And I'm not him. So I would love your recipes, not fruit though. I love your recipes and I'm pretty sure she's going to be okay with this. Um, so I'm going to share. Don't do it. Yeah, don't I'm, do it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Don't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so our garden friend, one more time for their purple thumb gardener, she posted this recipe and if you've heard nothing else in these 50 some odd episodes, know that I'm a lover of potatoes every way besides scallop potatoes. That's where I draw the line. Anywho, her recipe is deemed her famous garlic dill potatoes. <laughs> Are they her famous personal famous? I think it's famous as in she made them famous. You're you're treading on thin ice here. I'm just thin saying, ice. listen now. You can't be stealing this woman's recipe. It's her, her famous. I am. And she shared it with the world of Instagram. Is what Her I'm saying. Famous. That's fine. I said she, not me, right? <laughs> <laughs> she actually wrote, the, the post says my, but clearly it's not my as in Batavia. So anyway, stop stalling here. I'm trying to get to this goodness. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to say we're sorry beforehand. So the backlash isn't terrible. Who would give backlash? People are going to love this. These are potatoes. <laughs> it's like America's vegetable apple pie or something. Do yeah. you know what the, re but I'm going to stop right after this uh -huh. last comment. Okay. Do you know what everybody's saying right now? What's that? Shut the hell up, Ben, and let her say the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> they say that every episode throughout the episode. Let her cry more about her love for insert whatever I love that week. Alrighty. So garlic dill potatoes. Um, she grew dill this year and she had it in her balcony. I grew it and let the butterflies eat it, but she's using dill. 
She had potatoes that she actually harvested a couple of months back, back in July. Um, so she's preheating her oven to 450 degrees. Uh, she's taking a cooking sheet, cookie sheet, and then she's lining it with aluminum foil. And folks normally do that either for to make cleanup easy or to help with whatever the food is that's going to stick. You don't want it sticking to the cookie sheet. Um, if you don't have it, you know, aluminum foil, then... Just prepare to scrub some of those delicious potatoes off of uh, the pan. But anywho, she cuts the potatoes. She leaves the skin on. Oh, I love it already. I love it again, right? Leaves the skin on. She cuts them into medium-sized pieces. And this is where I know a lot of people are trying to cut back on oil. I ain't one of them. So this is why this recipe speaks to me. She coats the potatoes in oil. And I think she has a note later on where she says she forgot about the minced garlic, which she adds into it. So she sprinkles the garlic on those potatoes in the oil mixture. Um, so the goal is to place the potatoes on the pan, making sure that they're not touching or on top of each other. So that's a key when you're roasting any vegetable, really, when you want to actually roast it and get it crisp. Otherwise, it turns to that whole idea of you're steaming the vegetables once they're touching. Um, so spread them out so they're not touching. You're going to roast these potatoes. Um, did we already talk about the chop deal? Did I miss the best part of it? No, you you talked about dill. Okay. All right. See, so, look, uh, you don't even know how to give the recipe. Yeah, tell me, man. Up. Thirty to forty-five minutes. Um, checking on them a couple of times as you get closer to the end of that time frame, uh, and. I and she too likes them brown and crispy, but this is going to be a preference thing. I want it to be not charred, but a bit brown, kind of golden on the edges. So I would probably cook mine closer to 45 minutes. If you like a softer potato, um, one that's just cooked, but not kind of crisp, then you probably want to be closer to the 30 minute mark. Uh, But again, check on them. You can season them with whatever you want afterwards. You know, kosher salt is what she's using. Um, It looks like she takes them out puts kosher salt on and then cooks them for about five more minutes at the end. She says she loves eating these with by themselves. Cause that's kind of the way like potatoes is a meal. That's the way that I want to live my life. But she says it complements chicken. Well, salmon meal. Um, yeah. Famous dill, garlic potatoes. We'll call it PG's famous, um, Garlic dill potatoes. No, we'll call it what I just said. We'd call it. See why you got to be that way. Fuller? I know. But why do you need? To, why do you need to rename something that's already named? Look, famous that's not how this is garlic go down. dill potatoes. That's the name of them. I hope you don't mind that I shared this recipe, but I know you won't because you want people to enjoy the greatness that is potatoes. Potatoes are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are good. good. How much garlic should I put on it? I don't know. Maybe a clove or so. Oh, you're one of those. You're one of those. I'd go light on the garlic. Oh my gosh. I know. Anyone that I know that eats, that cooks with garlic, it's like all of the garlic. I mean, vampires don't stay away from one clove of garlic, first of all. Okay. And this is a real threat in today's society. So we need to get, you know. No, no, one clove of garlic. All What's right. the point? Listen now. You know, Gosh. you just always want to add your tidbit to it. <laughs> so either more garlic, no garlic, less garlic, somewhere in between. Oh, I definitely no, so, get it. I do like really, I really do enjoy roasted 
like in a dish like that once you're roasting it even like you know kind of a whole clove of roasted garlic it's good stuff mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's something I eat just rarely oh yeah we eat it all the time mm-hmm. love garlic love it love it love it but there is definitely two camps there's no in between it's either a little bit of garlic mm-hmm. or a lot of garlic yeah so I remember it was like I think it's a Christmas right before we went vegan and uh, we my wife and I were we were not married at the time and we were doing Christmas at a, our parents house and we were both cooking prime rib and our parents were like you cook so we're like okay so we were both putting copious amounts of garlic on it and our parents were like what are you doing you're gonna ruin this expensive piece of meat and mm-hmm. I was like shut up I'm cooking the damn food and you're gonna eat it mm-hmm. and then we cooked it and they were like this is the best prime rib I ever had <laughs> thank you you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. was it part of your me. marinade or no I don't I, I when I cooked meat I didn't marinate mm-hmm. anything I don't like to marinate I like dry rubs mm-hmm. okay okay yeah I'm weird like that oh I don't know so yeah but no, that's, I mean, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. And especially in the wintertime. Yeah. I mean, I think these are, remember we talked about, you know, just simplistic cooking, you know, and while this, I cook from the living room all the time. And by that, I mean, I turn something on and then I go to the living room. You know, oh yeah. It's like, oh shit, wait, hold on. Wait. What time did I take screenshots on my phone to say I started cooking at 2:20? Anywho, um it's one of those dishes where for 20 30 minutes you definitely can leave it, you know, and let it do its thing. So Well, that's, you know, simple recipe, simple uh ingredients. Not for a shameless plug or anything, but that's like on that show that we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what we do because I mean, yeah. when I cook, it's like it's got to be easy, but mm-hmm. it's got to be tasteful, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want a bunch of weird ass ingredients. And I've done that, man. Yeah. You know, you need a little bit of uh, what was the one ingredient we had to get one time? Black salt tastes like sulfur <laughs> and it would make well, it would you mixed it with beans to give it an egg flavor. Oh, interesting. But it was like you had to buy this big ass thing of black yeah. salt. And the next thing you know, your whole spice cabinet's filled yep. with all this crap. That you hardly ever use. It's a pet peeve of mine, yeah. Yeah, and now we're down to like basic seasonings Mm -hmm. and it all works and it doesn't have to be insane. And I can go ahead and, what's that one um, spice that's really expensive? It's yellow. Turmeric? No, no, no. It starts with a C. Mm, I don't know. Shit. Cumin? Anyway. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Expensive. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what expensive it was like. Is whatever it was, it was like a quarter gram of it was like thirty bucks oh, or something. Oh no, but I, I would. It was like, it's like high end. The internet basically blocks that kind of stuff for me. Otherwise, I'll lose it. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, I, <laughs> we bought it, and we, you know, we had had it in a lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. and um, we cooked with it. It was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, couldn't taste it. Oh, that's unfortunate. Now, to be fair, seasonings can really saffron. Change. Oh, saffron. Okay, yeah. You said C, by the way, but that's an S. But that's okay. Um, seasonings don't, don't, really don't. can. I'm just saying. How am I gonna play this guessing game? And you're giving me like this is like hangman <laughs> with the complete wrong clue. <laughs> I told you I was up at three o'clock 
cleaning, right? <laughs> so, we should have had this. We should have recorded this podcast then when I was fresh, right? So, um, you maybe oh, seasonings can really change, you know, the profile of a dish. So I definitely get it, but I always I determine whether I'm going to make a recipe based on whether I need to buy an ingredient. And if I don't already have, I'm mostly that I've never gone out to the store and bought an ingredient. I have, um, but I try to limit it, especially if it's a dish you're trying and one that you don't know you're going to love and make over and over again, you know? And so then you end up, now you're Googling that in one ingredient, trying to figure out other ways to use it. And it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I have to sow yeah. seeds. I have to pull plants. I have to can. <laughs> Can't do that too. <laughs> I mean, do you know what the most valuable spice in the world is? Spices? Um, I'm going to say salt, and then you're going to say something like salt isn't a spice. Nope. Salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper. So, you know, it's commonly used yeah. in everything. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing when you add a little bit of salt to a dish, it changes the flavor completely. Oh, fun moment. So I was out in the yard in the garden this weekend. I was picking some tomatoes. And you know how depending on the type of tomato, the size of the tomato, the ripeness. Um, so I my larger ones, I typically cut off the vine. Um and then the like cherry tomatoes, which I don't have the real true cherry tomatoes anymore. You could just pull those in most cases, but I have this whole hybrid, like that salad size tomato that's somewhere in between a cherry tomato and a regular size one. And so some of those are pretty ripe. And if I pull them off of the vine, basically the tomato splits, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that means I eat it while I'm in the garden. So I don't know, I'm probably like, eight, 10 tomatoes in. And so I finally said, let me go inside. And I got my salt shaker and I brought it outside. So I'm just like picking tomatoes, sprinkling salt, eating tomatoes. (laughs) And, And so I, like I normally do, was doing a bunch of different things, put my salt shaker onto the banister for the deck. Mm hmm. So the next day when I was looking for the salt shaker, after yeah, it had no rained, it yeah, ap- no, no clue what, where it was. After it rained, I finally went outside once it dried up and stopped raining. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, now luckily it was at the very bottom of it. So, you know, the water that seeped in, I could just rinse it all out. Like it wasn't a full salt shaker. I mean, this is what happens when you're out in the garden eating tomatoes and insist on having salt with them. Yeah, my grandfather kept a salt and a sugar in his uh, garden shed. <laughs> Smart man. So he just eat it right there. Uh-huh. Smart man. So, smartest man I ever met. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked at him like he was crazy. He's out there happy. Uh-huh. Pig and shit, man. Yeah, He's just man. out there just eating, loving life. So I don't know what the sugar was for, but I do know that he had it. So mm, Yeah, I'm not so sure either because I, I, um, yeah, I'm not sure. But hey, who am I to question it? Who are we to question yeah. it? I'm nobody. <laughs> so, fall. I, I can't think of anything like earth shattering for fall. You know? Can you? I mean, I think outside in the garden, no. I think there's a whole conversation around kind of what you're doing from based on your garden pickings. You know, you're harvesting and all of that. Yeah. Um, but that's not what this is today. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I don't have anything earth shattering. Nothing earth shattering? Nothing that's going to break the internet. Yeah. I don't either. I don't either. It's it's really, 
it's kind of straightforward. I guess the biggest piece of advice I have is don't wait until winter to do some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, the biggest part for me is like, get out and enjoy the cooler weather. Yeah. You know, because it's hard, especially right now, like you're tired, you know, you're kind mm-hmm. of, you've already stated that you're, you know, you're over it for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And that may be true, but when in fact come February, March, how bad are you going to be itching to go out there in that garden? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, enjoy it now up until the last minute, man. Yep. And take every chance you can get on a nice day to get out there and do something, you know, because everything that you do now is just going to make spring that much easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, even if it's doing like a good cleanup. Yeah, you know? I do have one thing that you mentioned on a previous episode, and it's about around construction, if you will. So if there are garden projects that you want to take on, um, so, you know, building a trellis, of course, you could do it in the spring if you want, you know, but this is a nice time to do it because the weather is still mild. It's comfortable mm-hmm. for most people in most areas. Um, it allows you to kind of sit with the way that thing looks and where it is, you know, over the course of the winter. And you could hit the ground running come spring, you know. So yeah, if you want to build a new garden bed, this is a great time for it. You don't even have to fill it with soil if you don't want. Or you can fill it with soil, add some compost and let that thing do its job over the course of the winter, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, really, that's what you should do mm-hmm. is, you know, go ahead and build the garden bed and just let it sit and stew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can even plant a cover crop. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could plant a cover crop right now. And what do I mean by a cover crop? You know, plant some winter grass in there. Something that's easily easily tillable. Mm-hmm. Like in the spring, you just go in and just kind of turn it back in. Because what it does is anytime a plant grows in the soil, it's it's not necessarily sucking everything out of it. It's also feeding mm-hmm. the micronutrients mm-hmm. back into it because it's carbon dioxide is going down into the bed. And it's helping with that life that's, you know, all the organisms and stuff in there. So just having something in there, even if you go out there and just throw some radishes out there, just go out, build a bed, take a, a big pack of radish seeds and just toss them in there. <laughs> Don't even worry about harvesting them, uh-huh, but those uh-huh. will help feed that soil, activate it, work it. The roots will grow down and loosen it and keep it loose. It won't compact as bad. So... I did that this spring. I spilt a whole <laughs> huge pack of radish seeds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. I, so I just kind of like waved my hand over them to spread them out. And they all came up and then they all went away and they all died. Yeah. And that's just part of it. You know what I mean? It just kind of works that dirt and gets it in there and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So um, it's, it's important to do that. But yeah, construction, now's the time to kind of, if you're not going to do it now, to really gear up for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and go to a damn nursery and get some stuff on sale. Oh, that, yeah, that would have been a miss if we wouldn't have covered off on that one. 50% off, generally speaking, if not more, in fall. And it is a perfect time to plant perennials and stuff like that because they can get kind of comfortable and you hit the ground running next year. Yeah, I was in um, Menards, which is like another version of Home Depot or Lowe's um, in our area and in the garden center. And it, it looks sickly at this point. It's a little bit drab. It's a little bit depressing. However, 
make the sacrifice go in there anyway and a guy was in there pushing a cart around and he's like this is the time to get those pretty pots you know (laughs) he's like they're Mm -hmm. on sale and they were on sale it didn't it wasn't the color scheme that i was looking for otherwise i'd have been pushing a cart right behind him Um, but absolutely last year i bought some really pretty lime green pots that I have um, really decorative and um, I think it was 60 or 70% off when I bought them. You can't um, beat that, man. No. And that's, Mm-mm. that's what they should cost. Yeah, for sure. Like I'll be damned if I'm going to go out and I've, I've paid hundreds of dollars for a pot before. I'm not going to go out and spend that kind of money anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. going to spend 40 bucks on a pot. I'm not going to do it, mm-hmm. man. I think it's that's just, probably my top. That's like my top price, depending on what the pot is. I think that's probably like the most I've paid. I've seen some super duper big decorative pots where they have fountains and all kinds of stuff like those clearly are going to cost more. Um, but that's not a part of my design. So, yeah. Yeah, But that's different if you if you're going to buy and, and you can definitely get those on sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, they want to get rid of that. Yep. You know what I mean? But, you know, just like you're like, I mean, just think about like your terracotta pot you ever go buy one like full price Mm, i don't think so maybe i bought a small one this year it was five bucks doesn't seem like much right but it was a small pot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i can go in there and get one for a dollar yeah i will note though shop around because some places in some areas if you have like all seasoning if you really don't have a true winter sometimes they don't that stuff isn't considered seasonal for us in chicago and illinois we have a true winter so they are you know trying to get that stuff out however my window is closed dude they have freaking christmas stuff in the well they have christmas stuff up here too yeah Yeah. it's um yeah it's here. It's the most ridiculous commercialization of one of the best holidays ever that I have experienced in my life. And it gets worse and worse every year. Mm. You know, here we are. Here we are. I'm not going to rant today. I told myself I wasn't going to do it. That's Did been you see, a while. I, I wasn't going to egg you on. You see me stepping back from that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know that I could go deep quick, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm good. That could be so. a whole episode. Yeah. So, is everybody ready for fall? Do you think we've prepared people in their gardens for fall today? No, because I'm not even going to listen to this episode again. Like, I thought I was ready, but I'm not ready to give in yet. I know. Just accept it. Just accept it. I don't have to accept anything. Just think about it, though. Think about everything that you learned this year, everything that you've done and how you're going to apply it next year and get excited. It's uh, it's just such a mixed bag of emotions. Like the garden clearly is important to me. You know, it's a part of my life. Right. It's a part of a part of what I do. And I've really been it's less about what's happening now. It's more about anticipating. It's kind of the nervous Nelly in me anticipating how I'm going to feel without it in December. You know. Yeah. So so quickly, um, without too much discussion about it, what was the one thing you hated about your garden this year? Roly polies. <laughs> no. Like plant wise, like something that happened, something that didn't perform, something like that. Uh, um, you're always rejecting my responses. Let's see. One thing that I oh sugar baby watermelons throw the whole variety away 
So here you go. So think about this. That sucked, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone now. You get a fresh slate next year, and that's something to be excited about. All those little fails and stuff that you had over the year, they're all gone now. This is a clean slate. Mm, and that's no, the most beautiful thing for me. Let me sit with that sometime. Me. Yeah, no, that didn't, that didn't do it for me. I will say, though, I have already, we've been talking about, oh, we're already planning our garden. We're already planning our next year's garden. But I am totally, because some of these things are coming full circle. I'm eating more out of the garden now. I'm preserving more. And in my mind, I'm going through, oh, next year I want to do this. So that is definitely a high moment, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not all bad. I'm just, I'm a l- teasing a little bit when it comes to being really down about it um the garden does look different there's some different colors in it now that are kind of cool there are things like i can see a lime green um zinnia that i planted and i was just like is it ever gonna pop up i have the same thing yeah it's finally growing yeah you know so there definitely are some things that the garden loves about this cooler weather about the fall time and listen, I'm a fan of the garden. I'm rooting for it. So if it loves it, I love it. Hey, it gets sleepy too. Yeah. It needs to go to bed. Yeah, man. Listen, doesn't it deserve a rest, Batavia? Don't I no. deserve a rest? That's the garden saying it to me. <laughs> and it says, and you're sitting there saying, get your ass to work, garden. Yeah. You're going to produce and you're not going to stop. No. Selfish. It's selfish. I know. <laughs> but. Do you have anything you want to announce to everybody? I don't have any announcements, but I will say as we continue to talk about fall and to my buddy Ben's point, find things to enjoy about it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I know gardening is the biggest when it's the summertime, um, but I'm actually intrigued by how so many people talk about fall as their favorite season. You know, mm-hmm. how fall is their favorite season, even in the garden. I mean, I think that that's, there's something to be said about that. So mm-hmm. find Mine's a way. summer. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> as you know, next time we talk, I will have a full-blown uh, greenhouse built in my backyard. And I am going to document, not the building process, but I'm going to document growing in a greenhouse to... I plan on doing this to an extent of completion. So if you guys want to see all the fails and all that stuff, videos will be coming out soon. If not already there, um, backyard gardens, YouTube, we're going to put that because I had noticed that there is a, um, a lot of people that talk about greenhouses and give you little tips, but they don't tell you the good and the bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a, no, a totally new process, so I'm going to uh, do my best. I'm going to vlog the crap out of it. Yeah, wait, and, wait. Um, Who would have thought we had a bell this late in the episode? Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> but uh, just getting it so people can kind of see basically how my mind works and setting it up, how I fail or do good or whatever and you know maybe make it more cost effective to do certain things so we'll see how it goes um i don't know man i'm nervous i, don't, I really don't know what it's gonna if it's gonna be as you know and my, you know how it is in this like in the winter late winter you're thinking 
you sit back and you think about your spring garden. You're like, it's going to be the best damn thing mm-hmm, ever. Mm-hmm. And it never quite performs like you want it to. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Well, and so like, yeah. it's the same way. I'm like, I'm going to be up in here. I'm just bitch. I'm going to have like five heads of lettuce a day and <laughs> all this stuff. And I know, I know in the back of my head, that is not going to be the case, but you know, you've already, you can't help it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, t- I definitely know that. Um, but the thing about it is one, I'm so excited about this. Um, and I'm so happy for you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and it, once it's up, it's like, it's not just one season you're trying a thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is now a part of your garden footprint. So this is just year yeah. one for it, you know? So, um, so yeah, I am eager. I'm so glad you're not me in this situation. Because, dude, I would have gotten a greenhouse and it would have been like 2022. You're like, hey, have you built it yet? I'm like, no, but it's on the list to do. You know, so to have gotten it this month, to be building it this month. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I've got seedlings that I set yeah. aside to put in it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So man. instead of putting more stuff into my garden, mm-hmm. I figure I'm just going to get, I'm not even going to try and seed this year. I'm just going to put seedlings in. Yeah, yeah. And just eliminate that part of it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I've got a design of how to plant in there. We'll see how it works. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I get anything out of it, it's a win. Yeah, we'll this is a part of also where your previous experience really comes into play, like your previous yeah. garden experience. Um, and this is while we talked about moving cow panels. You really don't want to move a greenhouse if you don't have to. So, um, um, yeah. So this greenhouse is not that heavy. Oh, no, is it not? Well, and that's part of the problem. Oh, okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's only 88 pounds when it's put together. So I have to anchor it down to the ground and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, the decade, 88, I don't even know what 88 pounds feels like. I'm going back. What was I in like fourth grade or something? No. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I'm not going to announce the brand name of it yet. Cause I don't want to endorse anything. I don't know much mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a very common, um, it's a very common one. And apparently if you build it right, it's fine. Okay. So I got to build, build it right. And the foundation is the important part, which mm-hmm. it doesn't. So I have to like create this foundation. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. My dad's coming down to help me. Yeah. I believe in you all. I would, I would record it, but nobody wants to see he and I argue for two days straight. <laughs> so I'm going to spare everybody that cause it gets kind of nasty uh-huh, sometimes. Uh-huh. I could imagine. So, yeah. you know, and sometimes it doesn't, sometimes we do well, but you know, when you're really passionate about something mm-hmm. and you have somebody that comes to help you that just doesn't care. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, he cares, but he doesn't, he yeah. doesn't it's care not about that gardening. series of a thing for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's like everything mm-hmm. like this is like a dream. So it's like, I want the shit to be right. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a trick, but, uh, we'll get it done. But, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give announcements out about that and let everybody know how it's going. <coughs> and, um, my sweet potatoes, I'm going to wait another three weeks to harvest them. Mm, I'm torn. We should talk about this once we we wrap up here because I'm starting to get into the wetter part for our fall because it had been really yeah. dry, which I know is good for them. But we're getting rain three times this week and I'm kind of torn now. Um, so we'll talk Tarps. a little bit more about that. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, you know, some good old plastic is probably going to be what's yeah. in order here. Well, that's it for today, everybody. Fall's here. Be happy about it. Don't be sad. And 
Get off of the nutmeg and the cinnamon <laughs> kick, all right? Go have some tacos and mangoes and just enjoy life, for God's sakes. Enjoy it. But uh, we love you guys, and everybody take care, and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.